0: The yeshiva.net before I begin tonight's class I would like to say thank you to Kobe Lang to Bianca of Lang who sponsored tonight's class we're very appreciative of his partnership in this work and again we reach out to anybody who has an interest and is willing and able to participate in the costs of thisrim it will be a great schuss for them and a great schuss for all the people who will be able to learn because of them the Torah of the Rebbe. This is Hayeshev's Baganim Chavedim Makshivim L'Kalich. This is the second Maimah the Rebbe ever said and of course there's always a story attached to it. As you know, we've talked about it and it's probably available online at this very site in conjunction with the upcoming Yud Shvat, that uh, when the previous Rebbe had passed away, and the Hasidim began to ask the Rebbe to say, Hasidus, one of the things the Rebbe said in response was, This is going to be a change from how things were until now. And initially, people understood that to mean that there were going to be no Maimorim. On Shavuos, Rabbi Simpson asked the Rebbe to say, a and the Rebbe's response was, quote, as Daphne Zayn, Dafki Itz It mustn't necessarily be right now. And that was, of course, a very favorable sign. When the following Yud Shvat came, the first Yardzeit, so by now it was official that the Rebbe is going to be the Rebbe de Nasi with Maccabal de Nasius, and there was even in the papers with the Rebbe's approval, and there was, of course, the Fabrengen, which was called for 8.30 on Wednesday night. Yud Shvat, T'Yir Shvat, T'Ov Shin Yud Alaf 1951. The Rebbe came in quite late and spoke one si'cha and a second si'cha and a third si'cha. It was an old chassid who actually had, he lived very long, with a tomim. His name was Sendin Nemtza, he lived in England for many years and he spent the last years of his life living here in New York. <coughs> he was the father-in-law of Reb Mendel, who was one of the Rebbe's secretaries, and he was at the Fabrengen, and he was at Tomim, and he got up at about 10.40, 20 minutes to 11, and he said, The Sichas are good. The sikhas are good. But the want, The Rebbe should be so kind and say, Yamayme. And he said it, of course, very passionately. And the Rebbe smiled and told him to sit down. And after he sat down, the Rebbe opened up the pamphlet, the Kuntris, uh, which of the Maimer of the previous Rebbe Basile Gani, and he began to read inside. He gave a short introduction which of course you can hear on the audio tape. He began in the Maimer which means in the Maimer which the previous Rebbe the Rebbe gave out for his yard site he begins with the words Basile Gani and then the Rebbe pauses and then you hear the Rebbe singing legani Gani kala. And in the beginning, the Rebbe is very uh, intermittent. He keeps stopping and breathing, and you could feel all the emotion. And in the background, you hear the getting up, as the custom is by a Maimed. But as the Maimir progressed, the Rebbe became much more comfortable, and it began to flow, and so on. We know, of course, of that first Maimed, that the Rebbe interrupted twice in the middle. He said the first three chapters and stopped. And as soon as he stopped, the same send and have popped up on the table. He was in that point probably uh, I don't like what he was probably in his sixties or seventies, maybe eighties even, and he very excitedly said Shachhayan. And for the occasion of the Rebezmaqabal Sanasias, and he told all the Chassidim that they should thank the Abishta for this And again the Rebbe smiled and told them to sit down. They sang two Nugunim from two of the Rabayim, and the Rebbe said chapters four and five, the Rebbe interrupted a second time. They sang two more Nagunim, then the Rebbe finished the Maimed, and then they were subsequent Nagunim. As a consequence of this, in the first Basri Lagani, the Rebbe mentioned each one of the Rabayim five times. He said two titles of each Rebbe, a story of each Rebbe, he mentioned the name of each of the Rabayim, and he sang a Nigin of each Rebbe, a total of five. <coughs> but it was beginning with Alta Rebbe. So when I was a Fabrengen, the, the Rebbe finished Fabrengen around 12.30, and when the Rebbe left, again, I was obviously not there. I was negative 15 and a half. I wasn't born yet. Um, the Chassidim danced, and I heard it described, that old Yidim, all the Chassidim were jumping up and down like boys. It was so exciting that they have a Rebbe. It was such a happy and uh, exhilarating mm-hmm. moment, the Kabbalists and the Seas of the Rebbe. But of course, after the dancing subsided, they started the chazorah, they started to review the Maimir. Rabiel Khan, who was a bachat of 20 or 21 years old at the time, between Wednesday night and Shabbos, probably reviewed the Maimir 10 times, or maybe even more. People would come in and he would repeat the Maimir. Remember, in those days, tape recorders are not what they are today. They didn't know that there was a tape at the time because it was illegal. The Rebbe didn't want tape. Someone had taken the tape privately and Rabiel Khan had to track him down. It's a story unto itself how that tape was discovered. And uh, preserved, it still exists. You can hear the Rebbe saying that first Maimed, but initially it wasn't available. So he chazed the Maimed. When the Rebbe came to shul Friday night, which was two days later, and the Rebbe heard how many times the Maimed had been reviewed, the Rebbe objected, Favaz guta and Why does the Rebbe tell me the good news? Anyway, this was Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. Shabbos, davening was of course 10 o'clock. After davening, somebody asked Rabbi Chadikov, who was the Rebbe's personal secretary, if there's going to be a fabrengen. And Rabbi Chadikov said no. And I think Rabbi Chadikov actually went home. At twelve thirty, the Rebbe appeared in show. There, no, there, was, there was no set time for fabrengins in those days. A little while after davening, the Rebbe reemerged and he sat down and he made a fabrengen. And it was the first of many, many, many surprise fabrengins. But in those days, it was a very big surprise because the Rebbe was incredibly efficient and managed time and. You always had heads up and so forth. And uh, in this Shabbos Fabrengen, the Rebbe said a short Maimir, which is the Maimir we're going to learn, Shabbos Baganim. And he explained that the reason he was saying this Maimir is because by the Wednesday night Fabrengen, when the Rebbe said the Maimir, he started only with the Alta Rebbe. Why? So the Rebbe said, because when I got married, so Chasaneh, the previous Rebbe, invited all the Rabbeim to participate in the chasana. And of course, the way the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, invited all the Rabbeim, was by saying chesidus, which included a teira from each of the Rabbeim till the altar Rebbe. And the previous Rebbe enumerated in that famous quote, you do me force some old Rabbeim back till the altar Rebbe. But <coughs> so the Rebbe said, since when my chasana occurred, the previous Rebbe invited the Rabbeim back till the altar Rebbe. And not earlier, so I, in the Maim, I also started from the altar Rebbe. But then the Rebbe said, I thought it over. And I said to myself, why not include the Baal Shem Tov and the Mazichar Magid? So Shabbat, the Rebbe said another a, a short little Maimir. You can see this is a short Maimir. It's also edited from the Rebbe. And the Rebbe made a point of adding the Baal Shem Tov and the Mazichar Magid. Now, in all the Basilaganis after this one, that was normal. The Rebbe would mention each one of the Rabbeim, beginning with the Valshemtev and the Magid, and the Altar Rebbe and the Mitla Rebbe, the Chema Tzedek, the Rebbe Marash and the Rebbe Rashab. He would not mention the previous Rebbe because the entire Maimir is based on the previous Rebbe's Maimir. But this became normal. I believe also the Rebbe, at least in some years, would mention Darizal. And in some years, he was particular that he should mention the Rabbeim in order, sequentially the Valshemtev, the Magid, the Altar Rebbe, and so forth. So here's a short little Maimir, Aishavis Baganim which the Rebbe said as a hasloma, as a as a conclusion, as a completion of the Maimed that he said, Yud Shvat, Tovshin Yud Aleph, which is the Maimed of the kabbalah Sam Siyas, in which he added the Baal and the Muzichar Magid. And as I to you before, this Maimed also is edited. And it begins, of course, with the Pasuk HaYishevez Baganim. And the story behind HaYishevez Baganim is that when the previous Rebbe gave out the Maimed Basel officially it was not given out for his yard site. It would turn out to be for his talkus, for his hilula. But officially it was given out for the yard site of his grandmother whose name was Rebbe Zendifke, whose yard site is Yud Shvat, and for his mother, whose name is Rebbe whose yard site is Yud Gimel Shvat. She passed away in 1942 in Tafshin Beza and she's buried in New York. Um, so the first maimed Basilagani is for yard site Yud Shvat, and then the second part of that pamphlet, Kuntur Ayin is Hayyash Baganim, which is for the Rebbe's mother, for the his mother. So the Rebbe had said a Maimir Basilagani, now the Rebbe is saying a Maimir Hayyash Baganim. So we're going to read in order. For the most part, this Maimir has the same uh, message of Basilagani. And as you probably know, the message of Basilagani is, V'asul li mikdash v'shechanti nisava Nisav Baruch Hu li yisle yisbaruch dira Which means that the purpose of creation is to make this world home for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And this world is made home for HaKadosh Baruch Hu through one's struggle, through battling and struggling with this world, rather than isolating and separating oneself from this world. And he uses the animalism of this world, the folly of this world, and the falseness of this world, as a sacrifice, and the service of HaKadosh Baruch which is higher than reason, and he transforms the lie into the truth of the Beis HaMikdash, this is how you make a home for HaKadosh Baruch And the Rebbe is going to describe it in Pedic Beis, how the struggles actually make us better. The struggles are not only something that we survive, but the struggles are something that actually make us better, as we'll see later on. But we're going to learn this Maimit in order. Okay, we're going to know the, the beginning, the questions. Then we're going to have the commentary, the beard, and then the answers. Usually, if the maimer was longer, I'd give you the middle first, and then the beginning and the end. But considering the size of the maimur, we can afford to go in order. So here we go. Hayeshev as baganim, those who sit in the gardens. We don't know what gardens mean. Chavedem magshivim that means friends, fellows, are listening to your voice. So you have two groups of individuals. First of all, HaYisheves BaGanim, those who are sitting in Ganim. And then you have those who are listening in that are called Chavir. the previous Rebbe brings, which is the Maimer, which follows directly after the Maymer HaYistalkos, Yud Gimel Shvat which follows right after Yuchvat, Shvat, Beis, Pirushim, two interpretations of these words, HaYishevet Baganim, Chavein Makshiv. And then the Rebbe adds, Delechey <coughs> Rehim, they're opposites. Now frankly, I'm not sure exactly how they're opposites. Because, according to both interpretations, if I understand that correctly, HaYishevet <coughs> Baganim goes on us, HaYishevet <coughs> Baganim goes on the Neshamas that are in this world, living in Gufim, and although in the second interpretation, he explains that Ganim goes on the Shamas and Gan Eden, but from the Hemshech HaMaymer, from the way the Maimer flows, it's obvious that the Neshamesh BaGanim means both. That the Shamas and Gan Eden are listening to what we're doing in this world. And according to the first interpretation, the Ba BaGanim goes on the Shamas in this world. And Chavedim either goes on Malachim or goes on the Shamas. But the Rebbe says that these are two opposite interpretations and let's find out what they are. Peter Shaf, the first interpretation. Ganem Elam Hazem. The garden means this world. For Yeshev, what does it mean to be in this world? It's an allusion to the collective Jew. That's scattered in the exile. Pasturing in other people's gardens, meaning to say they don't have self-sufficiency. And even though they find themselves still, because Yeshev is bateknesi, it's about the medrashas. This does not stop them from going to the shul and to the Beis Hamedesh to Daven and to learn Tehidah so were the Yidin and golas who are so distracted nevertheless go to the Batek Nisies and Bate Madroshe in Havedim, so the friends and in the first interpretation what is the meaning of friends Shemalach which goes on angels now, why would you call malachim friends? Taiches the Rebbe, Shneikroim, their fellows, their friends, Mipnei she'ain by him, because they don't have lekina not jealousy, lesinin not hate, for they le'tachas not competition. They're friends because there's no reason they shouldn't be friends. In other words, you can't say malachim are friends because they like each other. <coughs> you could say malachim are friends because they have no reason not to like each other. That's as close as it gets. So the Malachim Lemaila Makshivim listen to the voice of the Jewish people down here. So Aishavat BaGanim goes on us, and Chavedim Meshivim goes on Malachim, and Malachim are called Chavedim because there's no reason they shouldn't be Chavedim. But then he brings up in a second interpretation, who the Ganim Koyal That Ganim goes on Ganadin. But like I said to you earlier, there's no other way to understand this Pasuk other than to say, those who are sitting in Ganadin and makshivim l'kelech also means they're listening to the neshama b'guf. So the, there's really not that big a difference between one interpretation and then the other. In both interpretations, there's somebody in heaven tuning in to something that's happening on earth. How you read the words is different, but the content is arguably quite similar. So yeshevaz Baganim goes on neshamas in ganedin. And Ganim is plural. There's so many levels of ganedin. Nach in general, there's two levels of madregas which are called ganadin natachn and ganadin So ganim means two ganadins, and a yesheves baganim goes on shomer and ganadin. And chavedim is that shomer and ganadin are friends. Chavedim makshivim, friends, are listening in. Those souls in ganadin, shenikroyim chavedim that are called friends, are listening into what we're doing down here in this world. <coughs> So I, I guess, I'm just pausing. If, if I wanted to say the difference, I would say, and the first interpretation goes on us. Chaveidem Makshivim Lokelech goes on the Maloch. In The second interpretation, Baganim Chaveidem Makshivim goes on the Neshama Zingan Eden and Lokelech goes on us. So I guess... Which part of the Pasek represent heaven and which part of the Pasek represent earth may be different. But in essence, it's the same thing. We are down here serving Hashem in all of our distractedness and entanglement and deficiencies and imperfections. And the Neshames and the Malachim, Lamailah who are called Chaveirem, are tuning in. Why are Neshames called Chaveirem? Tanto Yisrael, V'chaveirem, Neshamesh the neshamas and ganeden are called chavedim. Shneikroyim chavedim. They're called friends. As the previous Rabbi says parenthetically in his Maimir, the The reason the neshamas and ganeden are called friends because on occasion neshama and neshama netzelas. B'cholu, one soul benefits from the emanation of another soul. In other words, the light of one soul touches the light of another. We'll get back to this soon. V'yashlay maradik, but this is rabbi interprets. The mashmienu. What he's teaching us is hashayechas on neshamaz elaze. The idea that neshamahs on higher interrelated. Ein z'estam shayeches. It's not an indirect. It's not a limited connection. El neshamah meneshamah neitzelus. One neshamah benefits from another neshamah's atzilus. Light. <coughs> Pardon me. Upirish in yer atzilus. The meaning of atzilus nizbayir in da basilagani. It's explained in basilagani. Shuagili gili. It's the revelation of what is concealed. Haynu shadaver Really. The light of the neshama and the essence of the neshama are the same, but the essence of one neshama and the essence of the other neshama don't touch each other. The light of one neshama touches the light of the other neshama, but that's as good as the neshama is actually touching. Hu hu, adavar atzme is the same thing, but it was only um, revealed. Okay, so these are this is the second interpretation of Chaveirim. So, Malachim, which are called Chaveirim, Nishames Yisrael, which are called Chaveirim, are listening to the Yiddishkeit that we practice in this world. If you pay attention, you'll notice that when the Rebbe speaks about Nishames being called Chaveirim and Malachim being called Chaveirim, he says very different things. By Malachim, he says there's no jealousy, there's no competition. In other words, they're friends because there's no reason not to be friends. My he says as are friends because the light of one touches the light of the next. And I want to explore this for a moment. When you learn in Hasidus about neshames and malochim, and I believe that the heart of this matter is Eger Yud base, the twelfth letter in Tanya, and Eger Yud Yudgim, the thirteenth letter in Tanya. And the twelfth letter in Tanya is talking about malochim, asa Shalom B'Bremov. And the 13th letter and Tanya is talking about Neshames Yisrael, Beis shamay and Beis Hillel. There's a very big difference between Neshames and Malach. I'll tell you what it is. Every Neshama is complete and self-contained. Every Neshama is whole. A Neshama of Chesed also has Gevuda, a Neshama of Vuda also has Chesed. Which means every Neshamah by itself is a whole entity. Malachim by themselves are partial entities. Each Malach is only one meter, One is Chesed and one is Gavura and so on. And the irony is that neshamas, because each one is self-contained, they have a healthy peace. Or to use a psychological term, they have a peace that comes from strength. One neshama and another neshama get along not because each one complements the next, but because neither needs the other. And from a position of strength, they make room for one another. In other words, Neither needs one another, but at the same time, when the two join together, they complement each other. Each one adds to the other. So the chavrus, the friendship between one neshama and another neshama, on the one hand, it's not a dependent interconnectedness. But on the other hand, the interconnectedness works, that one healthy system, another healthy system, join together, and they become even healthier. Chavros, friends, real intimate friends. Malachim are different. Malachim, each one is in his own world. And it says it's semi-modern that malachim would destroy each other if they didn't daven all at exactly the same time. So malachim are friends, not because they're getting along, not because they're sharing, not because they're integrating, but because there's no jealousy, there's no hate. Each one is in his own universe, but you can tolerate another person, another malach, who is in his universe because there's no politics, there's no uh, negative energies. So, Chavedim by Malachim is not the same thing as Chavedim by Neshames. By Malachim, Chavedim means they tolerate each other. By Neshames, Chavedim means each neither needs the other, and therefore their interaction is not a tolerance, but a giving and a taking from his fellow. So perhaps, (coughs) when the previous Rebbe says, and the Rebbe quotes that these two interpretations of the Pasuk are opposite is because Malachim and Shamas are opposites. We're calling them both chaverim, but we're calling them chaverim for very different reasons. A Malach is a chaver by default, and sham is a chaver from strength. So I'm thinking that may be the reason that ever calls it uh, Pirushim Havchim. But there's another thought that I was thinking. And the other thought I was thinking is this, a Malach has no Taira Mitzvahs. So a malach has every reason to be jealous of an neshama in this world. A neshama in Ganeidin, particularly an neshama that was already in this world, as you'll see later in the Maimir, has his own Tehid HaMitzvahs and doesn't need the Tehid HaMitzvahs from another. Therefore, the idea that a malach listens into our learning and davening makes much more sense than an neshama is listening in. So perhaps that's the reason the two Pirushim are Havchim, because the malach is listening because he's jealous. And then neshama is listening, even though he has his own, nevertheless. And a neshama in Ganeidun has his own tay, and his own mitzvahs, particularly if this neshama is already in this world, and it returned Lamayla, so why is he or she listening to what's happening lamata? So the B'mayim is saying that even though this neshama is so rich on its own, nevertheless, it's listening into what's happening down here. So I've given you a number of ideas, whether the contradiction, the hafchiyim, is the difference between malochim and Shamis, whether the difference is why they're makshivim, why they're tuning in. The bottom line is, here's a pasuk, that says that the heaven is listening to the earth. That's the short of it. But the heaven could be either neshamis or malakh. And of course, how you read the words in the pasuk can also be opposite, whether Baganim goes on heaven, and l'kelech goes on earth. Borei Shevet Baganim goes on earth, and Chavedim Makshivim goes on heaven. But the bottom line is we have two interpretations. One is Nishamis, and the other is Malachim. That Nishamis Lamaila and Malachim Lamaila are listening in to our going into Bata and Bata Yemdiroshis in spite of the hardships. So we begin paid Bay. So, of course, the Rebbe's question is how can we fuse? How can we, first of all, understand this possible? And how can we also fuse, join together these two different interpretations of chavirim Number one, it means Malachim. And number two, it means Neshama Sisram. So the Rebbe begins in chapter 2, and It becomes necessary for us to understand these two different interpretations. It says the Rebbe, in order for us to understand the difference between one interpretation and another interpretation, earlier in the mind, the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, already explained. Which means in the first few chapters, when a soul comes down into this world, goes into a body. And of course, let's pause. And the nishom is coming into this world and going into a body. is a terrible need for the neshama The nishom is so close to our Baruch and in such a peaceful way. And coming into this world, it's consciously very far from our Kaddish Baruch and encounters enormous, str- enormous strife. And the justification for it is to make this world home for our Baruch Hu because that's the Tis Taivin, that's the Tis desire. And it's accomplished through His v'is Vishapro. So the Rebbe says, Hine, af, even though Shahaguf, whom my little master, the body hides and blocks. <coughs> I'm sorry, over the Nishama Mikoma, comes still. He says two statements. Statement number one, Ayadeya Voidah Masir Ha'elmvest. The struggle of being a Jew in this world removes the hiddenness and the blockage and it could reveal the neshama. But then it says number two, Hine, moreover, Al when the neshama descends and engages with the body, is chazik the neshama actually achieves even a higher level than the neshama had earlier. In Ganeidin the neshama is close to Hashem, in this world it struggles, but as a result of the struggle, the reward for the struggle is that there's an increased closeness to HaKadosh Baruch which is represented by the word Va'adadav. And of course this you have in Vayigash and Samaches, which is part of Hebzik Tofer that only when a neshama encounters real challenge do you see its full power. In Gan you don't see the power of the neshama because there's no resistance, there's no interference. In this world the neshama is tested and it withstands the test, it's strong enough for the test. So it's not only that the neshama survives, but Adaraba HaMishazekes. But the Rebbe analyzes the word The preciseness of the word Which means to the contrary And of course in context to the contrary mean The thing that on the surface looks bad Turns out to be very good The explains And of course as you know he quotes Igirzakedish because he wants to mention the Bal Shemtiv as well. He could have quoted Moram as it says in footnote base. <coughs> at least for a part of this tale. He wants to quote Igir because he wants to bring the Rebbe and the Balshamtav. When it comes to anger. That he brings a mushal at If a person this is near the end of that letter, a Goy is standing opposite you. Uma and speaking to you. and he's disturbing you, you're middle of Davani. And he's there to bother you. So, of course, in Tanya, in chapter 28, the messages, you're not going to say that you're not davening properly because you're a bad person. You're not the reason you're not davening properly. The guy is. Similarly, when you try to daven and he eats a heart, bothers you. the Rebbe says, don't say that you're insincere and that you're a hypocrite because the yid within you wants to daven. The guy within you is not letting you daven, just as if the guy would be from without, a separate person. Now in a Gersa, Kedush is an additional aspect. An additional aspect is the concept that Hashem gives highest to And he says it's a complicated issue how Hashem gives Chayist to the but there's no question that this guy who's trying to disturb you from davening is living at that very moment from a K'chiliki, and you're not going to answer him. He says the Alter Rebbe, Hine, le'izu bulvaj, name is not only are you not affected, and do you respond to his disturbance, U mispalul k'mayshaloi hoya mevalbal ha'orla so there was no goy disturbing you. Elo eid has al but the fact is there's an increase. Shapel be chizuk v'tesvus keich you work over compensate you work even harder to address this distraction. Kishem is Bainan when he contemplates inyan golos aschchina the incredible golos of shechina shenislapshav b'chin is golos but echdibur zayavalbal this goy is living from godliness, and as this guy disturbs you, the chayat saliki inside this guy is disturbing you. So it's as if Hashem is disturbing himself, because you are trying to daven to the ebishten, and the goi is not letting you. So this is a classic case of Golos Hashaninu, when you contemplate that achmonas, that it is another kus, it arouses the davening, should be even better. So when a yid has challenge, challenge does not only cause the Jew to rise to the occasion and win, but he actually achieves something higher, like the baltub is higher than the tzaddik, and so forth and so on, based on the additional challenge. It says Alter Rebbe Nimtz, turns out Chaydei Bilbolzei because of this non-Jew's distraction, Misayda the the person is even more awakened. And the Rebbe goes on to say, goes on to say, so so forth we quoted the Bal Shemtiv and the Alter Rebbe, who brought the famous tale about anger that you're not going to be angry at somebody else if you know the Abishta did it, even if that somebody else is a goy. And through this goy, you achieve a higher Madrey. The middle of Rebbe explains the same thing, skip the parenthesis. That were the Jewish people left Egypt, the Taylor describes, Pari sending them off. Now Pari did not exactly send them off, right? Pari threw them out, Pari begged them to leave. Sending them off sounds like an honorable, just discharge. Says the Rebbe, So the Maim explains, the Middle of the Rebbe explains, The time of the Exodus finally came, Klippa of Pari did not at all disturb Adarab, to the contrary, see, he has helped, and that's the meaning of Shalach Pare Es As we see momentarily, he went along with the Jewish people to help them in the Yitzias Mitzrayim. Ok, a few come later. It says, "U Pare Hikriv Pare came close to the Jewish people." The Eisa Bemedish says the Medrash. What does it mean? Pare Hikriv Hikriv asleep until Yisrael. The Pharaoh put the fear of God in the Jewish people and brought them closer to Hakadosh Baruch. So first of all we say your oh, <clears throat> in attacking us and challenging us. Brings us closer to the Abishhtam. And then it says zeith, shigam, padre, es, he sends himself along with us, says that Eben Yiddish padre, is mid, mid, accompanied the people, meaning that he actually gave more of his Chayas of Klipa to Kedusha. Ha'inu, this means, She'gam the tzut sub even the sparks that were left behind in Egypt, all who eat them with the Jewish people. And that's the meaning of, shalach Pare. So Am pare sent himself along, Esa's Lashon Tofl, with the people, that the last sparks that the Jewish people may have left behind, pare sent along. And then later on, it says also the same idea that he brought additional sparks with him from Yitzrayim. So the point is that the klipa that bothers you the most, not only doesn't disturb you but it actually helps you achieve a higher madrig. Diuk, haloshin vi adrab I'm seven lines in the top of page Y That's the meaning of the word, but other means moreover, It's not only Master shama, the body doesn't hide and cover the neshama. be and the neshama remains in its former condition. ein as though nothing is blocking. La Adaraba to the contrary. deha because of the initial hiddenness. adam is becomes a higher madre. So from the bal shemtiv and from the alter and from the mitzvah reb they all make a similar idea that the challenge is not only overcome but the challenge enhances our relationship with Al kadosh baruch continues the Rebzalikalakavana. And this explains the primary purpose. For Shaibish the creator of the world, which is of course the foundation and basis of the entire Maimer Bosilagani, which is to make the home for Hashem in this lowest world. Al Yadey Skafia says that in our Maim Eskafia we bend. Veshabcha we transform. the the folly of the other side, the and the passions of the passions of the animal soul. Un Elaum and the world Lagadush. The home for Hashem is made by taking what is not good and reforming it and using it in the service of Hakadosh Baruch. So this is what the Bashemtiv and the Alter Rebbe and the Middle Rebbe teach us. And where does this all happen? It happens Techtaneh. The Rebbe mentioned in the few lines that I skipped at the end of Pei Aleph, the higher worlds are Yeridim Eirpanav Yisbarach. This is in the Rebbe's mind. It Dal and touching it off my So the Rebbe mentioned it very quickly. The higher worlds are, only this world which is Gashmi, and this is the Kavanah Sabri. Now comes a question. If it's true that this Vi'ad stands, and the meaning of Vi'ad the Rabbi is that the challenges not only are overcome, but the challenges actually enhance our success, comes a question. The question is, this is eight lines, so the end of the first paragraph. On page Yedalich Mavu and B'Kamah Mekemus Chassidus explains Dasi Yisam Meitzveshudo when we to add additional light in Atzilus, which is on the surface a classic Kabbalistic idea. Any person who's learned Kabbalah and if you've learned Chassidus and appreciate the Chassidish interpretation of Kabbalah, this is called L'shem Yichud Kodesh Brichud Raza and by a number of other names Vasisam and so on. That when a Yid does mitzvahs, he's adding Mokoriches and When a Jew does a mitzvah, it's like flexing a muscle. You're strengthening the vessels. The vessels become stronger, there's more light. And the question is, I don't understand. You are saying that when we struggle down here in this world, to bring the Shekhinah LaMata, it's not true. Is it not true that when you do a mitzvah, you add Oires and Natsilas? So the Rebbe answers a very interesting answer. And it's based on the Rebbe Marash, Hinei. I already explained, says the Rebbe in the previous Maimir, that the real effect of the mitzvah, in as much as atzmi, the mitzvah as it is on the level of essence, the mitzvah is in relationship with itself as down here in this world. And he quotes together the and the Marash, whom both make the same point. And this is the point. <speaking in> the, <treasure chest> the light as they're in sitting in the treasure chest. You see, this is a very unusual concept. Because Atsilos is the world of light. In fact, the meaning of the word Atsilos means light. So obviously, in Atsilos, there's light which shines into vessels. When you do a mitzvah, so Kabbalah will say you're making the vessels bigger and you're bringing down more light. The Rebbe is saying something different. When you do a mitzvah, there's an atzmizdika quality, there's an essence quality, which has to do with the physical act. That physical act, which creates that essence quality, deposits a light in atzilas. But it's not the typical light, the light of giluyum that we normally associate with atzilas. That light is representative of etzim. And it's going to be brought down la when Mashiach comes. But, <coughs> but that light doesn't shine in atzilas either, because atzilas is a clef for ha'aret, it's not a clef for etzim. And this light is etzim. So the idea... That there is a light in Atsilos, which is deposited because the Bateiro Mitzvah is responded to, was addressed with this point, that the light of Mitzvah, that we deposit in atzilus is not the regular Atsilos light, the regular Ha'odah, which is revealed there, but an Atsmi is the thing which is being stored there, and when this world is pure and perfect, it will descend into this world. Not only is the primary level of Shekhinah down here in this world, Says the Rebbe, it's not only that in this world you have the highest levels of In even <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> and here the Rebbe mentions the mezicha magid. That not only is the primary place of work down here. And not only is the primary place of revelation. Down here you reveal etzem, but there's a third idea. And that is, and it says in the Mishnah, Da mimoch, you should know that everything that happens lamaila on high comes from you. Interprets the Mazitch Magid, Da you should know Masha Everything that happens in the spiritual realms, call on Shalom everything happens on high, me Not that everything you do they know. But everything that you do changes the heavens. The earth changes the heavens. So not only is it not true that what we accomplish in this world is Megala Lakus Lamaila, but it's Megala Lamata, and Lamayla is only Menachem Gokufsa. But to the contrary, after Godliness reveals itself, Lamata is revealed lamaila as well. But the key is Elam And the key is Eskafi Ve'ezhapach. And the key is the hardships. So we quoted all of the Rabbayim already, and in this paragraph, Bays we quoted all Rabbi, the Rabbim, Bal the balshemtiv, the alta Rebbe, the Midler Rebbe, the Tzerik, Rebbe Marash, Rebbe Rashab, and So this Siv Beis is the heart of Bav Tzile There was the story of the B'dit Erov, which I heard from my Mashpim, it's a painful story, but it's also a true story, that there was a big Chassid, a very big Chassid, who was also very poor. So he came to the B'dit Rebbe, the Holy Rebbe of Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of B'dit Shev, and he said to him, listen, the Gemara says that how much a person earns in a year is determined in Rosh Hashanah. You're a tzaddik. Go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. tell HaKadosh Baruch that he should give me my panasa at once for the whole year. And I'll take a cut. I'll take even less. But this way I'm not going to worry. I know I'm not going to earn any more money. So there's going to be no point in working. I'll sit in davin and I'll learn. I'll have very little, but I'll have peace of mind. So the of it answered him, quote, Ver zokta ze eibishter. How do you know that the Ibish is interested in your spiritual attainments? Maybe he's interested in the challenges and the struggles of your life. And that's what Basil Legani says, the struggles of our life are our greatest blessings. Through those struggles, we elevate the material world and make a Home for our Baruch. So once we did the essence of the Maime, the heart of the Maime, which is the basic message of Basil Legani, we return to the question that there is Nisham Islamata doing Teh Deh Mitzvahs, and there's Nisham Islamaylo, which are called Chavetim, and there's Malacham Islamaylo, which are also called Chavetim, and they're listening to what Nisham is doing down here in this world. And like I said to you before, Malacham are listening because they're jealous, and the Nisham are listening even though you can make the case that they have no reason to be jealous. So the Rebbe now begins Sif Gimel, and he says, V'zeh huinyaneh sheves bagatim. This explains the pasuk and the two opposite reads on this pasuk, Whether it goes on malach, or it goes on neshamah. Both of them come down into this world to hear what a la'mate is doing in terms of tayru Mitzvahs. That a is ha'yichvus beganid, not tachne the souls who rest in the lower ganid, not the higher ganid. Boy, they come <coughs> la'ach shev the neshamah to listen to our voice what are the Nishama Singanaiden listening to? says the Reban number one, who in Ghanaiatin is listening. That there are two levels. The This means both those souls that are on high. K Debirudas that were never in this world. The gam eight and the but it also means those souls shakvarhayabagof that were already in a body. So now some souls have no idea what this world is. Some souls have survived this world. Both of those souls, for very different reasons, should be disinterested in what we're doing. Those who were never here don't know what this life is about. and Those who were here know, know what this life is about. And both of them are included in the word Chavedim. And that's also, by the way, a detail. That there are friends between the shamas that once came into this world and didn't come into the world yet, which is a huge difference. And that Rebbe says, those souls who were here and left, have hamailah shemitsadavet yisaguf. They know the advantage of having served God Almighty with their bodies. While they were in this world, God gave them days. Every human being has a limited number of days. And it was their duty to bring Echad, the Eibishter, into each one of those days. In other words, They brought down the into each day and completed all of their work. <coughs> so there's two kinds of neshames, those who were here and left. Those who were never here, both of them are included in Chaveiru. And of course, as you'll see in the footnote, Tess, Malachim also, who obviously were never in this world, are also called Chaveinim, and all of them are listening to what Nisham Alamata is doing. So the Rebbe says, Tal shem Those Nishamas who were once in this world, and left this world, and know what this world is about, nevertheless comes to listen. To the neshama lamata davening and learning, it says the Rebbe, even though they are in such a good state, what kind of station are they in? When a neshama goes back lamailo, after having been on this earth, it's called the army of Hashem. Now the Fidik Hebe explains the tzava yesh be'gim el pirushim. There's three translations to the word tzava. Now the first translation of the word tzava for sure works for neshama's beguf. The second translation of the word Tzavah also works for the Neshama. The third translation of Tzavah really does not happen until the Neshama leaves and goes back to So the Rebbe says, the previous Rebbe brings all three Madadeu translations of Tzavah because he's talking to the Neshamas that would have left this world and have gone Lamaila, who have all three in yonim and tzavah. What are they? and Lashenchael, soldiers. Hanukkah, Balaseel, <laughs> discipline. Now of course you know from the Maimorim that there's Eved and this Ishkhael. There's a slave and there's a soldier. What's the difference? They both have Kabbalah sale But the soldier's Kabbalah sail comes look at Messias Nefesh. And that's also a part of this. That's number one. <coughs> Beis, the second meaning of the word Tzav, Kavua, fixed time. Kavua, They have a certain number of days. Mashlimim and they complete their task. A Nisham is given years, and months, and days, and that's it. So you use your soldiery to fulfill in the days that you have the will of HaKadosh Baruch. And then comes the third. Gimul is Lashen sivya in the Pidusha Yefi. Beauty. According to is when do you have beauty? When you have diversity. One color isn't beautiful. Various colors are beautiful. A Neshama is beautiful for the reason I told you at the outset because each Neshama has all aspects. Malachem are partial. One Neshama is Chesed, one Neshama is Gevuda, and so forth. Nishamah, each one has all aspects. And therefore, when a Neshama completes its mission, there's a beauty about it because there's such a diversity. Le'el Akratzen Yefi. And of course, beauty abam me pnimi esak keset the highest madreges of kesed vegeidem taneg in the courses of the kodesh baruch hu the shall shame that these three ideas soldiering and time and beauty nikkraim tzeves avaya neshamas tzevah called tzeves hashem. So you're talking about neshamas and ganeden. Not only the neshamas who were never in this world, but the neshamas who were here and left and achieved such perfection that they're called beautiful. Come listen to us, and what are we? Not so beautiful. Look, vitamin. Right. Because, and nevertheless, they also come to listen to those voices to the souls that find themselves in body. The on his service of Kodesh Baruch is not whole and perfect and peaceful. The on his because if they were using be no wasted days, and man yaimin shleim v'le chasedin. Because if they were using their time, there'd be no wasted days, and many a person has wasted days. And v'le be pirdash shagimul itzav, and certainly not the third translation of tzav, which means yayfi, which is beautiful, because they're taka learning teda and doing mitzvahs, but it's not beautiful. It's, it's desperate. It's survival. Okmayshem asayim ba'maima the people have finished. Shekach dim teda one studies teda. Eini maski etnoyim be'efan limud teda doesn't say if you learn lishma not lishma as long as you learn kai, doing the mitzvah top of Any mitzvah and fails to mention the conditions of how one fulfills the mitzvahs. So learning, teaching, and doing mitzvahs imprecisely, still elicits the malachim, the neshamahs Yisroel, both who were never here, those who've returned to the heavens to tune in. And therefore, this through this struggle is a transforming, mikasher. Visheker, shekher ha'oilam, the bond and the lie of this world, lakedesh, to a board for the base of mikdash, atse shittim aimedim, which is mechavim menen sey barachim aylam, it's a column, it's a pillar, and you have it against lakedesh, it's imen chof. Test that this is a column, and amud, which connects heaven and earth, so atse shittim aimedim is this idea of connecting heaven and earth, that it is this hap a katz katz, first you bend, and then you transform from one extreme to the next. Dhi ni echad mitruf ve hu one of the Arrangements of letters of the word Kedush is to tie. Kesha, the Kedush, in Kedush, you can tie things together. The reason in Kedush you can tie things together is two opposites. Number one, each one is self-contained. And therefore, number two, each one can join together in a healthy way. They don't lose their identity, their identities fuse. And the course of both of those is the yinabitl. The cause of both of those is the Mashen And I'm skipping a line. <clears throat> Klipa is separate. Kedush is one. And therefore, they're called Chavedim. Chavedim, not only amongst one group of neshamis, but even amongst two very disparate groups of neshamis, namely the neshamis who were never in this world and the neshamis who were here and left, both of them are listening to our of Avedim. It says is Kasher, the kedushin they're with Yunin. they're called friends. Chavedim, Akshivim, friends living in. Like I told you earlier that Malachim's neshamis, Yisrael, Lama's is very different than Malachim, and we're talking about a human Chavras souls as they are on high. Even those that were here and left. the that they have the advantage of having lived in this world and served the with their bodies. They did what they needed to do in all aspects. In all three translations of the word tav. Nevertheless, kulam, all of them, and the shamas who were never in this world, and the shamas who returned from this world, to listen, to receive the voice, the souls living in bodies. See, and this is my proof that the two interpretations are really not that different. In both interpretations, you're dealing with listening to what's happening on earth. The question is who's listening, Malachim, who are called Chavedim for one reason, and the shamas Israel called Chavedim for a different reason, and the Pirish Havchim Bepashtus is which words the Pasuk means what. And of course, the wonder is, why would you listen in to a bunch of inferior creations serving Hashem in an inferior way? The Shamans are much higher, malocham are much higher, their service is much purer, much more Why are they listening to us? And nevertheless, that's the fact of life. Va'af, and even though this is nine lines from the end of the Maimon, Shaddai, Yin Leishli, Mu'avid doesn't have yet to finish their service, and they're still struggling. V'harayik avsheim the foods and b'agalah they're scattered and the exalverei and b'ganim and they're being sustained by others, so their lives are very difficult. And the Rebbe says nevertheless nishamis and of come to tune into what they're doing. Why? Because because in spite of their hardships, raiz min they rip themselves away from this world. U'menent and nefesh and they drag not only their spirituality their isolation. But their body, and animal soul, their passions, a they come about, They can see about them the rushes. in shuls and yeshivas. A kid in that shma veeskim they recite the Shema, and they learn teira. Says the rebbe, shazalin yom mesedas nefesh mamish. This consists constitutes mesedas nefesh. Now going to shul is not exactly a mesedas nefesh. So look in footnote Ches. He refers to the end of Perek Mamal, at the end of chapter forty-one and Tanya, where the altar rebbe says that any human being can use his time for whatever he wishes, and any time. You're doing a mitzvah, even if it's a simple mitzvah. You've done it in a simple way, there's a sacrifice. You didn't need to do it. And you did it just for the Yerusha. And that sacrifice constitutes Mishir nefesh And the same is true of us. And I, I want to tell you a very appropriate story. I'm sure I told it to you before, but it's most appropriate at the moment. I'm going to share it now. When I was a kid, that I means 15 or 16, I was away from home in Yeshiva. And uh, I was quite full of myself, to put it mildly. And that was very difficult to talk to. I was a know-it-all, you know. I get dumber every minute, but in those days I knew it all. Anyway, there was an elter abacher who amakat teva for this and other things he taught me, and I told him as much. Who was trying to get me to hear reason? So here's the story. I was carrying on about non-chabad chasidim who daven very quickly, and they don't pay attention and they don't think chasidus before. I was very into this whole. I was on this religious crusade and 80% of my crusade was what's wrong with them, not what's right about us, which is of course wrong and foolish. Anyway, so he listened to me and then he said, I want to ask you a question. He says, tell me, I, I live in Barabark, he told me. And um, where I lived is a shul, he said the name of a shul, that has a minion every 20 minutes, all day long. The first minion is by Alaysa Shachat, a little bit after, uh, you know, before sunrise yet, yeah, they start. The minion takes 20 minutes soup to nuts, from Hajj to Alaynu is 20 minutes. They roll in 6 o'clock, 6.01, they start, 6.21, they're out the door. And they leave the shul, and they go to the train, and they go to the city to work. So he says to me, this elder the says to me, tell me, what do you think of their davening? So I went on and on ranting and raving at how empty it is and how meaningless it is, which is all true, of course. And when I was done, this Bacher says to me, I want to ask you a question. These people could sleep 20 minutes more, get up 20 after 6, take a shower, and go to work. Why are they getting up 20 minutes earlier to come to a shul and do nothing? And I I remember how stunned I was by the question, how I had no answer. So when I got quiet, which was a miracle, he says to me, you know why they come to Davin? Because Hashem said, because God said you should Davin. And then he added, isn't that beautiful? And it was one of the most powerful lessons I ever learned in my life because it was beautiful. And there was nothing I can do He was absolutely right. A simple Jew who does a mitzvah in a simple way is in a way greater than a sophisticated Jew doing a mitzvah in a sophisticated way precisely because he's just doing it because the Abish said. And that's what the Maimit is saying. It's so, we're not good at davening and learning. So we are less motivated to David and learn than those who are good. I had a former student who told me once, Rabbi, you and I are exactly the same. I said, how so? He says, I'm good at weightlifting, so I lift weights. You're good at chesidus. He feeds And You know what? He was right. I couldn't argue with that. It's true. Absolutely true. He says, This we own, possess only in this world. Because this inefficiency involves this kafia hapcha, which is at a level of mesidus nefesh, chaveirim, which goes on Chavedim, And who are included in Gam neshal mit souls and gan Eden those who have never visited this world and those that have visited and returned. And in footnote test he says also Malachim Maksivim Lekelch Tune in. Why? Why? Because they hear the value of the Messias Nefesh. The God moreover our Kadosh says I niyu me and my entourage Boyim L'shmei also come to listen because although what we're doing is inefficient and imprecise. It's real and with great sacrifice. V'zehu That this word valay, it's written with an aleph and it's pronounced with a vav. kri. In other words, we reveal. That's what the vav represents. The unrevealable level of godliness, which is the aleph represents. Shavidasam avedas van shama which is what we do down here in this world. In guf, u'n mitn guf, in and through the body, it allows us to bring down not only the vav, which is a but the aleph, which is keser. <coughs> we bring down from higher than Ishtoshal, in to the lowest levels, Echad We bring Hashem into which yeah the echad, the Shmechad, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? So you learn the Maimir and the question hasn't been answered. The question was, how do you reconcile the two opposite interpretations that it's the and Maloch? So the footnote Tesi answers. And the answer is partial, I would think. Because he's not explaining how they're opposites. He's explaining how they're both worthy. The Shamis, of course, tune in because they see the value in it, even though they have it themselves. Malachim tune in, says the Rebbe, because we need them. We cannot do a service without them. The Malachim take everything we do and refine it and raise it to the next level. So Malachim are really like diamond cutters, right? The diamonds belong to us, and we're going to set them in the this crown. Well, since we need a malachim to cut and set and, and, and polish and set the diamonds the malachim is as being assistance in the work we're doing allows them to also hear what's going on. We need to say a malach is helping our avoida achieve its end and since they are helping our avoida achieve its end they benefit from that end and that's the taj chavedim, which goes a malachim akashivam akayla so the is Yisrael who've never been here Meshach and have already been here. And Malachim who don't deserve it all together are all tuning in to our Teiru Mitzvahs. Each one in a slightly different way, but in the end it's because down here there's an Aved al Nefesh and they are drawn to this level of Masidus Nefesh which is greater than the level in which they themselves find themselves.